Okay, guys, uh, this is episode, uh, at this point, I don't know, of the What Happened podcast featuring... Guess what? Oh. I'm not going to add the episode name in post. No, please don't. Uh, featuring Ryan and and me. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? Yeah, Owen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those that don't know, uh, this is a... Uh... It's a comedy history podcast. I'd say more comedy than history at this point. <laughs> we just talk about weird shit that happened, and then we just make a lot of insensitive and bleep-worthy jokes. You're going to have some bad ones today. Uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of... Uh, there we go. I already opened mine. Oh, um... For those of the, you, you who are listening, uh, we normally uh, give shout-outs to our like paid shit at the end, but uh, we're, we're getting some Patreon-exclusive content out there, so go follow us. <laughs> yeah, so follow us on Instagram. It's uh, happened underscore pod, and our, our uh, Patreon's in the link in bio, as the cool YouTuber kids say. Is it a link tree? It is, indeed a link Yo, tree. shout-out link tree. Do they get money from that? How does link tree make money? You can pay. It's kind of stupid. Oh, is it like Linktree Premium? Yeah, you can pay extra for like fancy backgrounds. But I'm just going there to find your OnlyFans link. I don't really care what the yeah. background looks like. Or you're like, like Visco so I can get like an artful titty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so who went first last time? I don't know. I think I'm up? Question what, what do we do? What do we do? It's been a while. Uh, Yeah, I think you went second because yours was black water yeah you were second. yeah yeah yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. all right man lead so, the charge off get the blue button ready i got a bit of a lightning round uh-oh episode for you all right i don't Quick have facts. one big story i have a bunch of little it's like a lot of they're all little incidents okay well they're little people i don't even know what we're talking we about. are we, we will be talking about asians <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yao ming am i right <laughs> i like to call this segment Planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh, okay. You ever see the John Candy movie? John Candy movie? Yeah. What was it called? Planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh, who? Uh, John t- Candy, Steve Martin. Directed by. Oh. You need to tell me the director. I don't know the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Great I love movie. Steve Martin though, so no, I I don't even know that movie. Great fucking movie. You'd okay. love it. Um. Anyways, oh, an aeroflot. Aeroflot. Yeah. Guess what that means uh, in Russian? <laughs> airplane. Aerofleet. Really? Aerofleet. Russia has so many weird words, and that's the one they choose to be kind of like English. Uh, Aerofleet, Owen, was founded in 1923. Okay. okay? And uh, at the time, it was the largest airline in Russia and is currently, to this day, the oldest active airline in the world. Uh, Do you think it's still currently in business? Just wait. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So prior to the U.S.-Russian of uh, Ukraine. I'm sorry. The airline flew to 146 destinations in 52 countries. How many destinations now? In how many countries? Uh, Today, Aeroflot is banned from flying in several (laughs) countries. (laughs) Hashtag Um, Putin. (laughs) So uh, during uh, the Soviet Union-owned Aeroflot had over 5,000 planes. Seems like a lot. It is a big country. And they flew to over 3,000 destinations. Still seems like a lot, especially back then. It's actually the biggest country in the world. You ever seen Monaco? What the fuck are you talking about? Vatican City? I could name bigger ones. What's that other one in Italy that's even smaller that, like, Putin put on their shit list or something? It's in, like, eastern Italy. I have no idea. Oh, Uh. not Montenegro, is it? No, it might be. I forget. This is a (laughs) dick to continue. (laughs) Um, So, now, Aeroflot uh, has an interesting Wikipedia page on and I say this because uh, Aeroflot has one page. Okay. And the list of Aeroflot uh, plane crashes is so long <laughs> that it takes up five other pages. Jesus Christ. So, like, the description of the like the company is a page? And then... Yeah, so the description history of the company is yeah. one page. And then, and then, then they have, like, disasters. five other pages for crashes in the 20s, the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, and the 60s. Jesus Christ. And actually, they, they have more than that because it like goes into the 70s to, like, through presence. the 90s, too. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, do okay so let's read some of the good ones okay i'm excited this is this is all lightning round shit right so uh on june 26 1935 a savoia marchetti aircraft uh crashed sounded very italian yeah i don't know a lot of these planes were domestically made maybe they hired an italian guy 
fuck the Italian. Uh, yeah, so a Savoia Marchetti aircraft struck a side of a mountain while flying too low after a pilot became disoriented, and all 12 passengers were killed. Kobe. I just like the idea that you can get lost in the sky and be like, is that a mountain? No, it ain't. And then just fly on the side a of a mountain. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've done it in GTA, so like <laughs> yeah, Microsoft, Microsoft Light Sim, it gets cloudy. <laughs> on uh, b- b- August 6, 1935, a Douglas DC-2-152 crashed after a passenger lit a cigarette in the toilet uh, where avgas fumes had accumulated. What is that, like shit fumes? <laughs> I don't know. Huh. Uh, all six passengers were killed. Oh. That's why you can't smoke on a plane anymore. Yeah, but you could definitely smoke a lot longer after that. Yes. <laughs> that was the 30s? It's not on the toilet. That's a good point. On July 26, 1941, a PS-84 aircraft was accidentally shot down by Soviet <laughs> Air Fire, uh, Force fighters and all 10 passengers were killed. <laughs> it's a Russian plane. How do you, <laughs> like, <laughs> are they even near a border? Or are they just like, get it? I wonder if they were just... It bo- was Russians that shot down the plane. Yeah, that's my point. Like, Were they even like, was uh, were they near a border so they could be like, huh, maybe that's not a Russian aircraft. Oh, I don't know. It just seems like someone wanted target practice. Because I've heard of other incidents where passenger planes get shot down, but that's like in an active war zone by a different country. Didn't Russia do that a couple years back? Oh, yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> um, on December 14th, 1942, a PS-124 airplane crashed after a passenger... Took control of <laughs> what? Took the controls and disengaged the autopilot, and all thirty-six passengers were killed. Was that like the first hijacking? I don't know. Damn. They just definitely got in and was like, uh, "Mother Russia, no good." <laughs> uh, what? On August, on December fourteenth, nineteen forty-two. Uh, that's the same one I just read. I forgot to make my font big. That's on me. On September nineteenth, nineteen forty-three, uh, the pilot. A pilot of a PS-84 air- aircraft became disoriented while flying between Kvoyvaya <laughs> and Leningrad. Ooh. Or Leningrad. I don't know. I love uh, your accents. The crew then decided to return to Kvoyvaya <laughs> and yep. uh, later diverted to Yakovo, Yaknovo. Uh, due to poor weather at Kavayuvoy, <laughs> uh, the crew abandoned the first landing attempt, and then both engines quit because the fi- uh, flight engineer forgot to switch the fuel tanks. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> altitude was lost, and the aircraft uh, crashed into a swamp, killing 17 passengers. <laughs> Jesus. Why aim for a swamp? I didn't even know they had swamps in Russia. It was I, all bitterly you... cold. I mean, we have swamps here, and uh, yeah, it's, it's not always cold. That's a good point. But it's not always winter. In They're the, a lot in nor- more north than us. I don't know. They say Maine is the most northern point of the United States. You just say stupid <laughs> shit. Um, on April 24th, 1948, an Li-2 aircraft was flying to eastern Siberia. The crew, Why? who was drunk... Uh, <laughs> Hi, it's Russia. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the crew who was drunk deviated from the flight path uh, in poor visibility and followed the Vitim River at a height of just 100 meters. Jesus. Uh, which is 330 feet. Uh, the aircraft lost height in a snowstorm and crashed onto an ice, uh, onto the ice of the river, and 28 to 29 passengers were killed. All right, so they lost... So Shit. first off, they were drunk. Yeah, and, and then they were like, "Let's lower down as close as we can like, to the I river." The cloud cover, I cannot see. <laughs> Follow the Vitim River, Jesus and then they're Christ. they're flying like three hundred feet above the ground. And snow then, hit. Snow hit, and then they crash into the river. You live and you learn. Besides that, they didn't live. <laughs> <laughs> One of them did. Oh yeah, yeah. In Siberia. Well, oh, God. <laughs> wolves probably got him. Yeah. Like um, that really shitty Liam Neeson movie. Oh, The Grey? Dude. I love that movie. I liked it. And then at the, the end, he like smashes the nips in his hand. And he's like, let's do it. And it just cuts to like, <laughs> like what the fuck was that? Like, I love when he uh, duct tapes a shotgun shell to a pointy yep, stick yep. as if that would work. Yeah, because that's a boomstick now or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, sorry. <laughs> is that also the movie? Sorry, sorry. Is that the movie? I think it is where you're like, because he's like a wolf, like hunter, or like guards the people on this like remote 
Alaskan place of wolves, right? Yep, like a like a mine camp. Yeah, or a so I think it's really weird. You know, like the opening scene where he's sitting in like the cafe or whatever the fuck you want to call it, and then walks out with his gun to go kill himself. I haven't seen it. In so he like walks out with his gun to go kill himself, and then someone on the airplane later is like, you know, I know what you're gonna do that night. And in my head, I was like, huh, I wouldn't think he's gonna go kill himself. I think he's just gonna go fucking like hunt a wolf. Like, his job. Like, it's probably not weird for him to walk out of a place with a rifle when he'd it's his probably, job. He'd probably just walk out there to, like, take shits, too, you know? That's a good point. It's the ice. No one cares. Not to... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna delve a little more. Uh, Mike Rowe made a new uh, Dirty Job season. There's oh, a, really? there's a, Yeah, there's an episode of him just hunting iguanas in Florida with that BB gun, and he's just sniping iguanas <laughs> in the head, and they're just showing it. It's like, what, what is happening? Also, fun fact about the gray. Uh, wolves are notoriously not aggressive to humans. That is correct. Yeah. So, I think the premise of the movie is a little flawed there. Fisher Anyways. friends, not food. <laughs> Uh, March 26, 1952, a passenger aircraft reportedly uh, with six, 36 people on board. What year? Sorry. Uh, 1952. Uh, yeah, so the aircraft overran the runway nice. uh, on landing at Tula Airport, colliding with a military transport aircraft carrying 34 people. Jesus. Both aircraft caught fire, uh, and 70 passengers from both aircraft were killed. Ugh. Do you think they have, like, fire departments at every airport like we do? Ah, uh, get the buckets! <laughs> River is only two miles! It's some firefighter in, like, that really shitty gear that you see in, like, Chernobyl. Just, like, with the weird helmets and shit running out there. I'd feel safe. Losing pump pressure! <laughs> um, on October 5th, 1952, a 212P collided in midair with a uh, ST-62 near killing all 31 passengers. So this is all the same company? Yes. Jesus. And um, by this point, it was the 50s, so actually pretty much right after their inception, they became like majority controlled by the Soviet Union. Yeah, it's not surprising. Can you sue an airline in Soviet Russia? (laughs) Probably not if it's run by the Russian That's all. That is valid. That is valid. Yeah. Uh, The other brother died for the cause. (laughs) He was like, he was just flying to the beach for vacation. He's like, ah, glorious death in Russia. <laughs> glorious Russia. Um, also, I think it's funny that this like this is not the only mid-air crash that they have. How? Like, <laughs> that's a great question. Look out your windows. You got them. Like, what are you, a submarine? It, like, air, mid-air collisions are, like, notoriously difficult to pull off, and they have, like, 50 <laughs> over, their, <laughs> over their long-standing oh, career. Oh, God. Um, on October 14th, 1953, shortly after takeoff from Irkutsk, Irkutsk the uh, pilot mistook the lights on the inner marker mast for uh, an approaching aircraft that was, like, coming head on. I don't know what the inner marker mast is, but he, he just saw some lights and he was like, shit, is that a fucking airplane? Uh, the pilot banked sharply to the right at a low altitude uh, to avoid collision, but the aircraft stalled and crashed 2.5 kilometers short of the runway and 500 meters to the right of the runway. Good for him. Uh, four of 20 were uh, killed. You want to know what was pretty good about that, though? He avoided the other aircraft. <laughs> <laughs> the Could other, have been more. <laughs> the fictitious aircraft. Um, uh, September 5th, 1958, a passenger on an Avia 14P attempted to hijack the aircraft nice. 30 minutes after takeoff. The hijacker handed a note to a stewardess who then uh, handed it to the pilot. Pilot locked himself in the cockpit and got a firearm, which, like, even American no. <laughs> uh, like planes don't carry guns. No. It's wildly unsafe. But that sounds like Russia. Also, this sounds like really like D.B. Cooper. Yeah. Sitting on a plane for a while. Also, a note. They, they have a fuck ton of hijackings. I don't know what's going on in Russia. What do you think's going on? There, there's well, law, but there's no law. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Shout out to our, like, we do have Moscow listeners. I hope you're still listening or able to listen. Hey, this is a rich and glorious part of your history. You should be <laughs> So uh, the pilot locked himself in the cockpit and got a gun. The hijacker then attempted to break down the door to the cockpit. Uh, The crew reported the attack and prepared to make an emergency landing. In response to the attempts uh, to open the door, the pilot opened fire. The pilot uh, handed the gun to the mechanic who also fired shots. So there's just a mechanic on board? (laughs) Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Um, And then the flight engineer also fired off several shots. Okay. Unbeknownst to the crew, lit cigarettes had started a fire in the plane. Jesus. The aircraft landed uh, in flames at the airport, 
and all on board were able to escape the aircraft, except the hijacker who died in the fire. Aw. Damn. Also, I like how they were just passing the handgun to each other, being like, you take a pop. (laughs) I will take stick. (laughs) You fire warning shot. Uh, Piss vodka. Um, July 21st, 1960, a 212P aircraft uh, failed to accelerate on a waterlogged grass runway and lifted off uh, at too low of a speed with a high nose pitch altitude. Know what that means so they probably just stalled out so they're like that i think that yeah i think their nose is way too yeah. high up in the air yeah, and they yeah. didn't have enough speed they didn't have enough speed yeah, yeah. that makes sense yeah. um the aircraft bounced four times and then land and then banked to the left striking a power pole and Oof. a lamp post Oof. crashing into a motor depot the airport or the aircraft struck several trucks and a fence and broke up and eight of 28 passengers were killed. Imagine being a salesman that day at the... Uh, at like come the... by, Yugo! Glorious <laughs> Soviet automobile! And then a fucking plane crashes. <laughs> a plane <into> just <laughs> crashes. Um, on December 17th, 1961, a 218B crashed 10 kilometers off Chertovka after the flight engineer inadvertently modified the position of the flaps at a cruising altitude of 8,000 meters which is 26,000 feet, uh, causing the aircraft to dive uncontrollably. So this one dude just like just fucking like a bumped button. a lever with his head. <laughs> 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 and just, just sent nose it. dived into the ground. Oh, yeah. Jesus, dude. Uh, May 11th, 1962, an AN-2R aircraft crashed while crop sprang, which I thought was funny. That's owned by the same company, a crop duster? Yeah, they actually have a lot of uh, crop dusters, and believe it or not, a lot of the pilots are drunk, and a lot of the pilots crash. It just sounds like a Russia thing. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, what else is there to do, man? That's my point. Jerk yeah. off a bear? Yeah. That's, ooh, actually. Bear <laughs> semen must be pretty expensive. Hard to get. Yeah. High risk, high reward. That's why you go when they're hibernate. <laughs> Dude, imagine having a fucking hibernation sex dream. The bear on like on the you bear's wake up behalf. Six months later, with some <laughs> your fucking laps all crusty. Oh god! <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> uh, June thirtieth, nineteen sixty-two. A Tu one hundred four A aircraft was accidentally shot down by a training missile while en route from Irkutsk to Omsk, killing eighty-four passengers. Do you think they just like fired a heat seeker in a direction and be like, "Watch!" So the heat seeker, and then they're like, "Oh my god, there's an airplane." <laughs> Luckily, there are no heat. Uh, there's no heat sources in the sky for this particular missile to track. They're all just watching the missile. It takes a hard right. They're like, "Oh fuck!" Well, this was also 63. I don't know how good their heat seeking was back then. That's fair. But it was a training missile. Like it wasn't even like a mistaken plan. You would, just you, like, you would think a tra- this is how you fight a rocket. You would think then, training uh, missile would not be like armed. Armed. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking um, Russia. On July 24th, 1963, a former pilot, who was drunk, uh, (laughs) entered an AN-2T aircraft, which was uh, waiting on the apron for a crew and passengers. Uh, The pilot took off and performed unauthorized stunts at low altitude. Uh, Three uh, minutes after takeoff, the left wing hit the apron, and the aircraft slid across the apron, destroying a Lenin monument... Oh, next no. to the terminal, uh, next to the terminal building, and crashed upside down and burned out. Aww. Now I don't know if this guy died, but I can pretty much assume that he was executed for defacing <laughs> for a the Lenin, Lenin. monument. Yeah, Jesus, dude. Um, on April eighteenth, nineteen sixty-nine, uh, the pilot of another AN two aircraft, uh, who was also drunk, uh, took six passengers on a joyride, uh, during which he performed stunts. And the aircraft crashed into a field near Otar, killing seven. Okay, wait, wait, wait. He took a stunt aircraft or went for stunts? No, he took a normal aircraft and was like, Hey, I do better roll. Dude, can you imagine you're like, you're just like on a nice vacation trip with your fiance or something. And the pilot goes, watch this. <laughs> I think he took. Friends. I think he took like his friends. Yeah. Because it says he took six passengers on a joyride. Fuck that, dude. I don't know. But all seven, seven of them died. That sucks. Yeah. Maybe you don't fly a plane drunk. I don't know. Shrek taught me that. Words to live by. <laughs> um, bu- bu. On June 28th, 1969, the crew of a T- uh, 214 aircraft made a wrong turn after takeoff, turning right instead of left. 
They didn't make the L with their hand. <laughs> um, the aircraft... Well, that's because it's not an L in Russian. What is it, like an upside-down R? Yeah, it's like a fucking triangle with a line through it or something. <laughs> it's just a hieroglyph. <laughs> they still use those. I don't get it. Um, uh, yeah, so they turn right instead of left coming off the uh, off the, uh, the runway, right? Uh, the aircraft then flew over a mountainous terrain, striking a mountain at 3,150 meters, uh, some 8.7 kilometers to the left of the flight route, <laughs> and all passengers were killed. Ooh. Yeah, so they were they were five miles away from where, where they needed to be. I just hit a mountain. Do you think they went through CEOs, or is that even a thing out there? I don't know. But if they're also owned by the Russian government, who gives a fuck? I think they're, fuck? like, majority owned. I don't know when they... Because right now they have a CEO, and I don't really know how they like So you, like, probably went to a lawyer and be like, yeah, I want to sue these people. And then the lawyer got executed because he was trying to sue the fucking Russian government. Yeah. Also, sometimes, I know this, uh, Putin, to intimidate people, he'll hire a thug to shit on your car. Imagine that's your job. <laughs> I could easily, dude, I could bang a four a day of those. <laughs> dude, imagine like you're going out to like, or to your car in the morning and you just see like a bulky Russian dude squatting <laughs> on the hood of your car and he's just like, do not write any more deflammatory news uh, pieces about Putin. Uh, so I'm going to tell you a story and I need you to bleep the name because it's infinitely funnier for me to say the name for you. But so I follow this on facebook oh god and it was like a year ago so he moved into an apartment after his divorce right yeah and he got like a dog and it's just a fat ugly dog yeah, like i love dog. dogs but oh god it's like a basset hound right? yeah and i guess she would just like bark all the time when he wasn't home so one of the neighbors in the apartment building got fed up took their like they had a dog their dog took a shit, picked it up in a bag, smeared it all over his windshield <laughs> of his car, and then, like, kept doing it for, like, two weeks straight. <laughs> and that just, like, knowing him and everything he's been through, I think it's hilarious. I mean, how do you train your dog to not bark while you're alive? I don't know. But, like, <laughs> but someone got so mad. <laughs> <laughs> that they just smeared dog shit all over his car's windshield. I do think it's funny that he now describes that dog as his like entire life after yep. his divorce. Yep. That and the one day a week he gets yep. to see his children. He also got a cat. Oh really? Yeah. I wonder if they play nice together. I doubt it. You know. Do we play nice together? Dogs right? notoriously love cats. No, it's like a thing. They don't. Besides cat dog. Actually, I don't think they liked each other. Were they attached? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cat dog. <laughs> um, on August 26, 1969, inbound from Norilsk, the uh, crew of a uh, 218B aircraft forgot to lower the landing gear. Jesus, how do you forget? Oh. Drunk. Uh, probably. <laughs> uh, the aircraft belly landed at <clears throat> Vnovokovo Airport, uh, and a fire broke out, killing 16 of 102 passengers. I also kind of blame the air traffic control, if that's even a thing. Flight 216B, your landing yeah. goes up. It's like, oh, fuck, no, left eye, belly land! <laughs> um, da-da. On April 1st, 1970, an AN-24B aircraft uh, crashed 20 kilometers southwest of Toguchina after it collided with a weather balloon, killing 45 passengers. Oh, God. It's just like a, it's yeah, like like a big like yellow a, thing yeah, in the sky. I don't know. Like right. very slowly Aren't moving. Aren't they supposed to be like way like super I, high up? Maybe it was launching. <laughs> what have you <laughs> call that? Um... Uh, one plane just went missing in the North Atlantic. Oh, no. I don't know how. It, it's an unknown. But believe it or not, Owen, uh, all 23 passengers are presumed dead. That does make sense. Yeah. Because it went missing. Probably crashed, if I had to guess. If I had to guess, what, they were with drunk. with their track record? Yeah, exactly. Um, on October 10th, 1961, a TU-104B was climbing through 1,200 meters. Uh, it was climbing like up to 1,200 meters. When an explosive device detonated shortly after takeoff from the airport, the blast damaged the fuselage on the left side and destroyed the flight controls. Uh, controls were lost, and the aircraft rolled right, entered a descent, and crashed. All 25 passengers were dead. So, just like, don't fly in Russia is what I'm getting from this. Uh, they're pretty safe now, actually. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um... I, it doesn't say what like type of explosive devices. I don't know if it's just like some explosive material. 
that wasn't supposed to be on the plane. Some, some guy accidentally like put a Molotov cocktail in or the if back. Was like actually a bomb. Yeah, if there's like terrorist shit. Yeah. What year is that? That was seventy one. Oh yeah, never mind. Right. Um, May eighteenth, nineteen seventy two, an AN ten A aircraft crashed twenty four kilometers off Kharkiv on approach to uh, the city airport inbound from Moscow. Uh, when both wings separated from the fuselage, <laughs> Jesus. killing 122 passengers. Uh, Aeroflot, after this, retired its AN-10 fleet from service following this event. Yeah, I'm going to get it. Uh, the description didn't say that, like, they did anything wrong. It just said that both the wings just fucking flew off while they were in the air. <laughs> I feel like that's worse than being drunk and flying a plane. So they really know how to build them in Russia. Oh, they do. Yeah. And I'm sure they don't believe in preventative maintenance. <laughs> On uh, January 21st, 1973, a AN-24B aircraft crashed into a snowbank near Petukovo, apparently after it was hit by a surface-to-air missile. What is with Russia? While en route to Perm Airport. What is with Russia? (laughs) Dude, they've even done this now. You can't be like, oh, sorry, it was an accident three years ago. It's in your history. You just keep fucking doing it. (laughs) What the fuck? I have no idea how. Um, that's the third one yes well that's just the third one i picked yeah that's there were a lot more yeah uh what the fuck (laughs) so there were 39 people aboard and despite uh a few of them surviving the accident uh, they later died because of the low temperatures before rescue teams reached the crash site i figured you would say kgb no it's like putin and overalls just coming after you well he rides a horse man that's a good point shirtless though yeah he shows up shirtless and he's like come I will take you home. And then just has a silenced pistol. Yeah, and then a guy in a black suit just like pops you in the yep. back of the head. Yep. Yeah. Um, so all in all, over oh, and over the years, uh, this airline managed to kill eight thousand two hundred and thirty-one passengers. Holy shit! So that was planes. Now we're on to automobiles. Jesus Christ! This, this is this is all right. All right. Okay. Forgot Feng, we were doing this. Feng Hua. You remember oh, Feng Hua? I don't. Okay. Oh, and Feng Hua. Is that a type of like? Dessert? What is that? No, it's uh, kimchi. You know I'm just saying shit. I have no idea. Fenghua Bus Transportation Incorporated. Want to get Chinese food tonight? <laughs> I didn't like the place we went last no, night. No, it was not good. It was like okay. And it was also like didn't help the fact that I saw them like hucking loogies in the like back alley yeah. of the restaurant. Well. Restaurant. Sometimes that means it's really good. Yeah, that is like a... Th- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fenghuang. <laughs> Fenghua. Oh, see what yeah, Fung, W-A-H. Disrespectful piece of shit. It'll don't get even worse. you know what that means? It's going to get worse. And no, I don't. <laughs> yeah, no, do I. Uh, Fungwa Bus Transportation Incorporated was one of the first Chinatown bus lines in the United States, running bus service between Boston and New York City. Uh, it's sep- uh, it operated from 1996 to 2015, except for a brief period in 2014 when it was shut down for safety violations. <laughs> They only made it a year later after that? Yeah. So oh, oh, let's guys. read some of those safety violations. Violations, absolutely. Um, August 16th, 2005, a New York-bound bus was... Oh, also, I forgot to mention, uh, during a fare war with another bus line, <sighs> they had prices so low that you could take a bus from Boston to New York City for $10. Jesus Christ. Pretty good deal, right? Yeah. So... August 16, 2005, a New York-bound bus caught on fire on Interstate 91 near Meriden, Connecticut. Uh, though the passengers later criticized the driver for being unhelpful and untrained in evacuation of the bus, all passengers eventually evacuated and no injuries were reported. You think that motherfucker pulled over and just darted? <laughs> yeah, so the, the bus definitely caught fire and he just, like, pulled over. Oh, was like, fuck like, that. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Um, even though, like, want... how hard is it to get off a bus? It's really like, not. Do you and really it... need instructions? And like, don't some of the windows pop too? And like, I've always wanted to climb to the roof the of those one. things. Yeah. You just see me like struggling. <laughs> to pull up. Yeah. I think that's like specifically for if the bus is on its side. Yeah, but I'll still try it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> then you're stuck on the top. You're like, it's too high of a jump. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> uh, September 6, 2006. A bus rolled over in Auburn, Massachusetts and caused minor injuries to 34 passengers. Excessive speed was cited as a factor and uh, the bus company was fined. 
What were this they like? Dude was just fucking whipping all the bus. <laughs> There's a couple of titty clubs out there. Maybe he was going there. Um, January third, two thousand seven, in Framingham, Massachusetts. <gasps> oh, shout out! Why are you shouting that out? Uh, that's our hometown, Ryan. Well, why did you tell people that? I didn't want people to know that. That's why I didn't shout it out. Oh, Ryan. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> um. <laughs> all right, Owen. Yeah, you pronounced it wrong. Mother's maiden name is. Nope. Last four years social is. You got. There are four numbers though. You're all right. <laughs> um. It's not. No. No. You're 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 like dancing McLaughlin. around her. No. Mickelhaney. What am I, Sarah? <laughs> Did you know his nickname was Mac growing up? That's why his character is named Mac. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I never connected the dots. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh. January third, two thousand seven. In Framingham, Massachusetts, a New York-bound bus lost two of its rear wheels. Were they like were they, they picking up at like off. Logan Express or something? I don't know. Probably Chinatown. Chinatown. They literally just fell off on the highway. Jesus Christ, dude! Uh, no injuries were reported though. Uh, March twenty-third, two thousand seven, uh, a New York-bound bus got struck on a or got stuck on a concrete barrier in front of a toll booth. On the Massachusetts Turnpike at Route 128 in Weston. Oh! They just Thank had God they got rid of there. those booths. Yeah. Yeah. Even though there was just another accident Fucking there nightmare. the other day. You know that trucker that went over, like, the, like, on the on-ramp and sent it into the Charles River, like, two weeks ago? Didn't hear about it. Seriously? No. You know how you, if you go on the pike, like, right there, it's, like, the, like, wall is, like, barred up. You, you know where, like, I, I've gone to kayak? It's right fucking there. It's, like, literally right there. At the barracks? No, you know, like the on ramp. If you're going, like, if you hop on 95 to go into the Police pike. Troop e? No, no, no. If you hop, if you're right here, if you hop on 95 to oh, go yeah, into the yeah, pike, yeah, 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 yeah. you know that, like, big, like, on ramp thing that yeah. goes over the Charles? Dude yeeted a, a semi truck off of that. Jesus Christ. It was his first day. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, anyways, that, that that's the same area where that accident was, so that's kind of funny. No, this is the 128 in Weston. Oh, that's, that is Weston. And that's 128 that's is 95. Damn. I was thinking a 90 in Weston with Troop E. The Troop E barracks. Yeah, dude, was that with you when we almost saw a lady spin out on the pike, or was that with Ethan? I don't know. I remember going over that ramp that says police vehicles only. I have. I uh, You can go in there. I oh, did what? do it. I, like, popped a Yui once with my dad. He was like, just do it! And I was like, I'm afraid! I always see a Stady there. Yeah, I drove by a Stady and just staring at me, and I was just like... <gasps> <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, you can actually... I've only ever seen Stadies and snowplows yeah, on I mean, there's no sign that says, like private access or like That's no fair. trespassing like i'm always just scared because of the state police trooper barracks and i think it's funny that it's called a barracks or that they're all fucking assholes and that it's troop e why well you only have 26 barrackses in the state no that was they had a different troop name but they had to change it because so what you only have 25 barrackses in the state No, they were like i or something but you know, since every cop ever yeah, but is that's like what, but the point is you can only have 26 barrackses yeah you need I, another I don't know barracks. you're gonna make up a new letter Probably. Or just find one that, you know, hasn't been sued by other people for <laughs> fraud. Uh, <laughs> uh, Shout out Massachusetts. Anyways, a New York-bound bus uh, got stuck on a concrete barrier in front of a toll booth on the Mass Turnpike Route 128 in Weston. Um, when the bus drove over a cement lane divider, uh, the driver how? had... I don't know, man. Oh, I know how. Oh, here's how. The driver had... Um, Entered an automobile-only lane and tried to change lanes. Uh, so he just, like, got in the wrong lane and then got fucking stuck under a toll booth. Uh, no injuries Oh, were... automobile-only! <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming. I've been trying to hold back. <laughs> Why so small? <laughs> <laughs> so, no one on the bus was injured. But uh, the bus was taken out of service, and passengers abor- uh, boarded another Fungwa bus that arrived later. I feel like I would just I would just call my mom and be like, "Hey, Ma, can you just pick me up on the highway?" I don't trust these people. <laughs> <laughs> um, another guy pulls up. Something wrong? <laughs> <laughs> oh, your bus stuck. <laughs> <laughs> um. On June 28th, a bus loading uh, passengers was struck by an out-of-control dump truck at the corner of Bowery and Canal Street in New York's Chinatown. Uh, the force of impact pushed the bus into a, uh, 
onto the sidewalk and into a bank. Oh my God. Uh, As a result of the accident, uh, a sign detached from a light pole and fell injuring a 57 year old woman. And the woman later died of a heart attack. What? I don't know. (laughs) Unrelated? Related? I couldn't tell. (laughs) Um, uh, Also, uh, like uh, several other people, including two police officers somehow, uh, from that same incident, were treated for minor injuries. Well, yeah, dude, you got to milk an injury, you yeah. know. Working's common. It's when you walk in, like hit your hand against something, and be like, "Sarge!" <laughs> uh, the State Department of Transportation inspectors found that the dump truck owned by CPQ Freight Systems had eight mechanical issues, including faulty brakes, which led to the accident. Damn! So it wasn't his fault. I mean, I don't know. His as I've in the bus company. I've been faulty brakes for like a year. I haven't hit anything. Yeah, you got them fixed though. You just leave your fucking distance in front of the car earlier. Yeah, just brake n- earlier. You know, n- know how to drive. <laughs> yeah, just don't be a fucking bitch. <laughs> um, I bet the dump truck driver was Asian. Anyways, moving on. It is Chinatown. Uh, <laughs> uh, February twenty sixth, two thousand thirteen. As a result, you know what my grandfather says. <laughs> As a result of the structural damage discovered uh, the day before, uh, the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, or FMCSA, really rolls off the tongue, ordered Feng Hua to immediately <laughs> cease passenger service indefinitely and to park its remaining buses. Oh, no. Uh, March 1st, 2013, the FMCSA formally uh, cancels the motor carrier docket. Uh, MC four zero five nine six nine US dot uh, US dot as in US Department of Transportation nine five four one eight seven. I know you were curious. About this <laughs> you, need to stop, you need to number. stop copying and pasting <laughs> with um, no remorse. Uh, so they basically halted uh, the operating authority of Feng Hua after Feng Hua blocked access to safety records. Jesus Christ, Feng Hua. <laughs> um, as such, Feng Hua cannot charter buses to uh anymore (laughs) (laughs) um also this one is unrelated to their safety incidents but i do just think it's funny so i figured i would uh what that a chinaman drives a bus (laughs) (laughs) can they even see over the fucking steering wheel (laughs) dude i I haven't been on a fungwa bus but i imagine all of them are like those shitty buses that you see on like ice road truckers with like a pig in the back and like tassels on the front a buddha on the hood and it just smells awful (laughs) Uh, Smells like crab meat and sweat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, On okay, so in uh, January two thousand four, due to the company's policy of barring pets from buses, uh, the Feng Hua bus company refused to sell tickets to a blind couple uh, traveling with a guide dog. Even after they were informed by the couple and later uh, by police responding to a disturbance call that the couple had the right to board the bus with a service animal. So the, the blind couple called the Popo? Uh, they are probably just screaming at him. Well, probably screaming at a wall because they couldn't yeah, find that, where they were. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to find direction. Uh, in uh, conjunction with the Massachusetts Attorney General, uh, the couple later filed a discrimination lawsuit against the company, which was uh, allowable per the Attorney General's office, Massachusetts, uh, quote, Massachusetts law prohibits discrimination against blind persons and requires businesses to allow service animals in their establishment even when there is an existing, quote, no pet policy, unquote, as long as the animal is controlled and does not otherwise pose an undue burden, unquote. Something tells me it's not that they were being mean to the blind person. It's that they just didn't want to tempt the driver with lunch meat sitting yeah, next to him. I was about to make that joke, yeah. <laughs> They're like, you can bring dog, but I eat. <laughs> You're ticky free if you give me dog. <laughs> um, in July 2007, the Massachusetts Commission Against Discrimination awarded the couple, and this is my favorite part, $60,000 in damages and uh, assessed a $10,000 civil, uh, civil penalty payable to the Commonwealth of Massachusetts and ordered the company to take several steps to pre- uh, prevent discrimination in the future. So these motherfuckers went to a bus which we've established that the ticket is as low as $10. Yep. And they're like, hey, I want to bring my dog on. And they said no. And then they got sixty grand. That's pretty nice. Yep. I wish I was fucking blind. I, get, I can help you with that. Anyways, that's uh, I don't have a train segment. <laughs> I just wanted to have a catchy title. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. My turn. 
Your turn, Owen. All right. Ryan, have you ever played the really weird video game Hitman with the like bald creep walking around with a barcode on the back of his head? Uh, I think you mean my uh, sex fantasy. Yes, I have. Being a Hitman? Being or... a bald man that just chokes people out. Oh, that's unfortunate. I draw my phone. It's far away. All right, so today we're going to talk about a real-life Hitman, one of the most prolific real-life Hitmen. And a company that they started, even though it's not a real company, but uh, I just like the name of it a lot, uh, called Murder Incorporated. LLC? Uh, what are I they, a corporation? Well, I did just say Murder Inc. Oh, so they're incorporated. M- some may say they were the first Monsters Inc. Because <laughs> they're mo- murderers. <laughs> Pretty sure Monsters Inc. has been around for a long time. This It was in the 1930s. Yeah, but monsters have been scaring kids since the dawn of time. That's a good point. How else are they getting their energy? (laughs) (laughs) Either way. Okay, no, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay, so the Monsters Monsters Inc. today, right? They use the power of screams, which was later converted to the power of laughter to power their electricity. So in like, let's say the 19... The 1850s, did they use the power of screams to power their like gas lamps or were they maybe they were just farts? a i mean all right okay if you think a society that can transport themselves into people's closets are using gas lamps <laughs> okay <laughs> then okay. you have no right to even discuss monsters inc with me but hear me out at some point there definitely had to be like they were using like old-timey technology are we saying that they didn't have the technology to transport people back then and they only got they only started using screams after they developed the technology to cross into other dimensions i mean they could have just had fucking like slaves <laughs> some prisoners or something but that but they're you're telling monsters. me mike wazowski was the elite race back then <laughs> no he clearly wasn't and that's why he um you know he just helped sully he was sully's doorman you could say but and i think this is a good this is a good uh you can scratch on the floor there, sliding that chair around, bud. We've done a lot worse to this place. I think it actually shows a good, uh, you know, uh, America's getting more beta day by day, right? You know, we have all these pussy TikTok hot boys running around, not knowing how to fucking change their tires, you know? And Where is this going? Where is this going? Who hurt you? <laughs> I think this is perfectly exemplified in the movie Monsters, Inc., when Mike Wazowski becomes superior to Sully because he makes people laugh instead of make people cry. I think you're just mad that you're not you're not the cute guy nor the funny guy. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. You and know, you're like, just the weird guy with the mustache. I think it's a strange analogy because you know, like uh, my grandpappy killed Japs in World War II. Actually, Germans. I think I don't know who you killed somebody, and now nobody's killing anybody because America's a pussy. And I think it's funny that, uh, you know, uh, Monsters, Inc. showed that before anybody else. My grandfather once told me never let the Japanese get in the way. (laughs) (laughs) In what context? Every context. Just don't let them get in the way. In front of you at the Panera. Never let them win. (laughs) Jesus Christ. You cannot let the Japanese win. (laughs) So, Hitman. (laughs) All right. Ah. So, Ryan, have you ever heard of a Harry Strauss? 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 I don't know. I have a Harry Strauss I can show you later. All right, I'm going to take that as a no. <laughs> what about Murder, Inc.? Prior to me mentioning it. No. There you go. That's two no's. You know what they make? A murderer. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know this show, Making a Murderer. All right, so I'm going to start with the so-called business. Stephen Avery? Named Murder Incorporated. Okay. <laughs> so Murder Inc. was an organized crime group active from 1929 to 1941 uh, that acted as the enforcement arm of the Italian-American mafia, the Jewish mob, and other closely connected criminal organizations in New York City. By the way, Ryan, my fun fact of the day is the Jewish mob was also called the Kosher Mafia. <laughs> and that's kosher. That's a fucking great name. Yeah. like the Hitman shows up, I'm with the Kosher Mafia, and then you well, die. Well, that's not what they sound like. Well, they're New Yorkers. Prepare to die! <laughs> Just an Orthodox Jew who's also a hitman from Brooklyn. Well, I gotta repent of my rabbi after that one. Jesus Christ. All right, so... I don't uh, think they repent. Murder, Inc. was essentially just a hit squad, right? A nice company 
with a good motto, and they were probably carbon neutral, if I had to guess. How many people were in it? Uh, like, a lot. I don't know. Oh, it's not like a cool squad of five? No. Like one guy's the tech guy, the other guy's the driver. No, it's just a bunch of, like... All right, so all right, all right, I'll get into it. Uh, so there is a... So, a little background on Murder, Inc. So the group was comp- composed... Oh, my God, I just fucking skipped it. I know that feeling. Uh, so the group was composed of Jewish American and Italian American gangsters, and members were mainly recruited from poor and working class Jewish and Italian neighborhoods in Manhattan. Uh, it was initially headed by Louis Lepke Butchalta, uh, and later by Albert the Mad Hatter Anastasia. Which, like, that's a sick <laughs> fucking name, dude. Do you think they just called that because he wore like a stupid hat? One he day? definitely he just like, had hey, like a... Anastasia. You're yeah. the bad hat now. <laughs> uh, Murder Inc. Uh, was to believe was believed to be responsible for between 400 and 1,000 contract killings. Good God, uh, That's until a lot the of killings. Yeah, uh, until the group uh, naturally was exposed by in 1941 by former group member Abe the Kid Twist Reels. Oh, he ratted the Kid Twist. That's why they called him the Kid Twist. They're like, this kid's gonna twist on us. Yeah, because he did a 180 twist and then, you know. Uh, So Murder, Inc. committed hundreds of murders on behalf of the National Crime Syndicate of New York between 1929 and 1941. Do you know which family that was? I don't don't know the families. I just said Italian and the kosher mafia. Because aren't they all, like, headed up by, like, families? Yeah, technically, yeah. I think they were, like, a independent group that would take contract killings for... Yeah, but I was just curious Certain which, families and was shit. Was it like Gotti or... I have no idea. Gandolfini or... Weren't they after the 40s? Or were I don't they in know. The 40s? Gandolfini's uh, Tony Soprano from The Sopranos. I don't and know he's based Gotti off worked. a 90s, 2000 guy that owned the fucking Dansbury Trashers. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, <laughs> uh, so in the trials that followed, many members were convicted and executed. And Abe Reels himself died after suspiciously, much like Ryan, the scene from the other guys fell from a window. Did he aim for the bushes? Oh, look, he's flying. <laughs> <laughs> Great fucking movie. All right, so either way, today's story doesn't just involve Murder, Inc. I just kind of wanted to talk about Murder, Inc. Uh, we're going to talk about one of their main employees here. Uh, I also only have like one page left of info because it was very hard to find info on this guy because that's how good he was, Ryan. That's how good he was. So uh, it, it involves one of the most notorious hitmen to this day, Harry Pittsburgh Phil Strauss. How many fucking names do you need? Everyone has a name. Also, Pittsburgh he's, Phil Strauss. He's not from Pittsburgh. <laughs> he's from Manhattan. He just so. showed up in a white beater with some crazy B.O. Yeah. And someone's like, oh, oh hey, what Pittsburgh! was that? Pittsburgh! Um, so, Ryan, I found a fantastic website, by the way, while doing this research. So a lot, uh, 90% of my quotes following this are from the website jgrit.com, which is quote, this is their quote. What is jgrit? Jgrit, like letter J, G-R-I-T dot com. And on their website, they are quote, the internet index of tough Jews, unquote. Okay. (laughs) I knew you would like that. (laughs) It was like one page. Two pages. It wasn't a lot. How many tough Jews were they? Wait, David, this guy, and nobody else? Basically. (laughs) (laughs) But I just love that it's literally jgrit.com, so it's jewishgrit.com. Boy, man, that Jew's got a lot of grit. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um, So Harry was born July 28th, 1909 in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, So jgrit continues by saying, I'm just going to keep quoting jgrit here. So, quote, equally adept at using a rope, ice pick, knife, or gun, Strauss took immense pride in his craft and often volunteered for jobs just for the sheer pleasure of killing. Could kill you with a matzo ball soup, I tell you. <laughs> so, another side note, uh, he was also known as, as, as an extremely dappy dresser, uh, which dapper, I, I, I assume mean? I assume it was a typo and that they meant dapper. <laughs> um, but I'm not going to argue with jgrit.com because, you know, it's jgrit. But anyways... Pittsburgh Phil knew how to fucking dress, dude. Uh, so by 1934, he had been arrested 17 times um, in New York City alone on assorted charges of homicide, assault, and larceny. Uh, but he, quote, had never been convicted of so much as smoking on a subway platform, Ryan. Damn. He could apparently be uh, convicted for that. Uh, that was written by Burton Turkis, the assistant director attorney who prosecuted and would eventually send Strauss. To oh, the chair. interestingly enough, the guy who ratted on a Max Kid Twist, Zweifek, Zweifetch, mm-hmm. he's on uh, J-Grid. You're on J-Grid right now? You know, I don't think uh, flipping on your friends really means you got a lot of grit. 
No, but I will give you the nickname Kid Twist. I think ma- taking the 20 to life, that shows true grit. Not Jay grit, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. So after eluding a one, sucks ki- one such conviction, Police Commissioner Louis Joseph Valentine said of Strauss that, quote, this man is a paid assassin. When you meet such men, draw quickly and shoot accurately. So he basically just told his cops if like they ever met this guy or like ran across him to just gun him down in the fucking streets because New York City was just badass like that. Hmm. All right, so his targets, like I said, uh, were like mob members, other gang members of other mobs, or people who crossed Murder Inc. itself. Um, so like I said, he worked for Murder Inc., which is literally just like a glorified hit squad. You're not listening to a thing I'm saying, and it's kind of hurting my feelings. He's on Jade Grit right now, and I think he's very happy that he found Jade Grit because he's talking to his ancestors right now. I just want to uh, first off, I'm not Jewish. Second <laughs> off, I just want to let you know that on the apparently list of the grittiest Jews, there are only 50, 50, 50 tough Jews in history, and half of those are fucking uh, political Mom. servants. That's not a very tough guy right there. Yeah. so I'd say polit- pol- politicians are pussies. So don't try to give me all this shit about how Jews are tough when you can only find 50 tough Jews. Who is saying Jews are tough? <laughs> Jay Grit. <laughs> touche. Touche. Sorry. I was, yeah. I had nothing else. Uh, <clears throat> so per Jay Grit, uh, their targets were, quote, informants. Thanks. Yeah. Just text. Yeah. Yeah. Why silence your phone, right? I'm doing it right now. <laughs> So, according to Jay Grit, their targets were, quote, informants, those who stole from the mob, other gang members, and those who cross- crossed Murder, Inc.'s members at the wrong time. Guy who fucks the mafioso's wife, you so, know. Uh, uh, according to Jay Grit, if you cross them at the correct time, you're all right. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't either. They just said if you cross them at the wrong time. Cross them at 1251, you're dead. 1252, yeah. I... Cross them on a Saturday, Lord's Day. <laughs> yeah, that is the Jew day. <laughs> So, Strauss was frequently sent out of town as well to do jobs for regional crime organizations, who uh, correctly reasoned that since he was not affiliated with those hiring him and a stranger to the local police, he would go unnoticed. Because he worked for Murder, Inc. and not like an actual mob. Yeah. So, like, he was literally just a hitman. Uh, so, one such job, Ryan, was the 1937 execution of the Purple Gang gang's Harry Millman. Oh, Millman. And a crowded diner in Detroit. Uh, yeah, that's when you, you just walk in, you pop him in the back head, drop the gun, leave. Yeah, literally. So Strauss and another man had entered the establishment with pistols, and along with killing the targets, also just lit the place up and wounded five oh, others. Yeah, yeah. witnesses. You, you kill the one guy, and then you just get pop-friendly and just start, <laughs> <laughs> just start capping people. Well, I got six bullets in the gun. <laughs> uh, so in, in September of 1940, also, so there's only like two actual recordings of him killing people because he was so good. At like eliminating and like was hiding he, like, people. Suspected for other. Oh, things? he was suspected for up to five hundred murders. But he, they just only could. They pin could two only on prove him. like three actual yeah. murders on him. But like he was suspected. Like the low ball number is a hundred people, and the high ball is five hundred that he's killed. You know what they say: real Jews move in silence like lasagna. So in September of nineteen forty, Reels turned stool pigeon and began testifying against his former colleagues. That's a direct quote from Jay Grit. <laughs> they called him a stool pigeon. Well, yeah, I mean that is a term. <laughs> yeah, I just like that. This is what Jay Grit writes. Uh, so Strauss was so irate at Reels' betrayal that he offered to turn the state's evidence on the condition that he be left, be left alone with Reels in a cell for five minutes. <laughs> uh, they said no. <laughs> <laughs> so did he turn state's witness? No, he uh, he offered that he would if he could just like either like throat fuck the guy or kill him <laughs> for five minutes. I don't know what he was planning, but. <laughs> Uh, so, Strauss was made to stand trial for the September 5th, 1939 murder of Irvin Pudgy Feinstein. <laughs> so, Feinstein was a bookkeeper who had run afoul of Anastasia. Which, don't forget, that's Mr. Mad Hatter oh, himself. Oh, yeah, you can't cross the Mad Hatter. Yeah, and he was one of the owners of, or like, OG, like, gangsters yeah. of Murder, Inc., so you kind of fucked up. Uh, he was killed by Strauss, uh, Reels, and Martin Bugsy Goldstein in Reels' house. Via an ice pick to the eye- eyeball. That's the way to go, man. Oh, oh, he was also strangled. So apparently he was strangled and stabbed in the face. Well, yeah, you stab him in the eyeball so you can't see your hands coming for exactly. his neck. You know, notoriously, st- stabbing in the head doesn't kill. And notoriously, strangling doesn't kill. So you got to do both. Do you leave the ice picks in? Or... That's a good question. You take them out. Well, so they would also... They wouldn't just like... They seem reusable. The... So, okay. So, 
I didn't put. Apparently, I didn't put this in here, but he was notorious for never bringing a weapon to any murder in case he was stopped to or from the murder from the police. Oh, so, so he, he just, would like, just walk in your house, find, find something, something, and, and kill, kill you with it. Yeah. God damn. That's kind of more badass. Not yeah. to glorify a like serial murderer, but like it's kind of badass. Like, he could kill you with that, you know, that pair of a vino face lotion you have right there. I'd like to see him try. <laughs> Next thing I know, he's, like, jamming it in my mouth. <laughs> Squeezing it. You're <laughs> the avocado, no! <laughs> uh, so, uh, this and approximately five other murders were all he was convicted for. So, did he, for this one that they pinched him on? You like that word? That's a... That's a... I pinched a loaf of shortbread earlier, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> you pooped? <laughs> um, did they have evidence, or was it just the testimony? It was the testimony, oh, okay. yeah. Um, they didn't have any evidence on any of these, but it was the testimony that bagged him for five murders, even though he's estimated anywhere between 100 and 500. Huh. Uh, so this, so excuse me, it is believed that good old boy Pittsburgh Phil himself, like I just said, killed anywhere between 100 and 500 men. Uh, but it was never proven due to lack of evidence. So... At the trial, Strauss grew his beard long. I, I, I keep quoting the fucking J grid, but they write fucking weird. Ready? Grew his beard long, stopped bathing, and feigned insanity. Uh, he babbled incoherently and continuously, continuously chewed on a leather strap of a briefcase. It seems like pretty standard English. Fuck you. I don't know why. I'd... But you know, I would just write it and be like, motherfucker ate a suitcase and grew and just had a long beard. He was he was going for an insanity plea, yeah. so you which know. Ne- historically has like never worked. Ryan, guess what? Did it work? The jury was not fooled by his act, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he, along with other members of Murder Inc., were sentenced to die in Sing Sing's electric chair. Damn, notorious old Sparky. <laughs> that was like apparently the name of this very specific penitentiary's electric chair was Old Sparky. Just to circle back real quick, uh, I watched this video the other day, and it was like. A dude sitting in a jail cell, and then, like, the second the door opened, he starts, like, rocking back and forth and, like, talking to himself. But they have, like, a camera in there, and they're like, this dude's just clearly fucking faking being crazy. <laughs> That's, uh, that is actually pretty good. Uh, so, despite maintaining his insanity routine, even on death row, his sentence was never commuted, and he went to the chair on June 12th, 1941. I mean, I feel like once you, once you lose the battle, like, the case... Yeah. Like, just, you can just, probably stop chewing on the leather, but yeah, and just enjoy your last like month of life. Yeah. Also, I really like the name Old Sparky. That's just a silly name for such a chair. <laughs> <laughs> such a goofy name, you know. I'm sure he's named by some just asshole prison guard. <laughs> probably. Like chirping the guy, like you ready to go to Old Sparky, son? What do you think his last meal was? This guy. Chicken schmaltz on rye. Yeah, it was definitely like challah bread and like, <laughs> and just like vegan bacon or something like because they can't eat yeah i like, don't think they had vegans back then either that's a good point did they have pigs though not the jews never have never will yeah i remember uh i would always like spend friday nights with uh, uh my friend josh and his parents would make like challah bread and then we'd wake up in the morning have challah bread pancakes and like vegan bacon bites because they couldn't eat like real bacon yeah it's like Jewish. but like why even why, like, why even... I understand the Jews that do, like, only the kosher, but nothing else. That's true. Well, that, to be How fair, that, often that little do these... fuck went to temple all the time. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. How often do these motherfuckers have to vacuum? Oh, these assholes? They're vacuuming all the fucking time. Do they have more carpet than we so do? So just jerking off on his carpet? Well, they like... also have a dog. Yeah, and he never lets a dog out. I saw it out today. Yeah, just once. Just standing in the fucking driveway. Did you greet it? No, because I was upstairs just peeping out the window waiting for that. <laughs> Fuck to come and fix our shower. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Yep. So, some charming <laughs> facts on Harry. Uh, so, I found two charming facts on Harry. One I already mentioned, but I'll circle back. So, after discovering that one of his victims, Mr. Walter Sage, floated to the top of the Sullivan County Lake where his body had been dumped uh, and tied to slot machines... Uh, Strauss forevermore would puncture the victim's stomach before depositing the bodies in lakes. That way they would oh, so sink. Fill up. Yeah. yeah, so they would fill up with water. Like, much like you would poke a hole in a boat, you know? I was watching a movie where the guy, like, cut out the guy's stomach and put a rock in it. So he was, like, Ooh, that's smart. Yeah. But what the, once, like, the skin and shit starts, like... Oh, yeah, you'll... You'll, 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 you'll still eventually, eventually come up. I heard something that chicken wire is very good. You wrap a body in chicken wire because it's, like, thin enough, but it's metal... So, like, all their bones will always stay together. 
Huh. Why do I know that? <laughs> <laughs> but it makes sense, right? Like, it's chicken wire. It's tough enough. Are you planning something, Owen? Like, Just I, keep a fucking eye out. Yeah, I know where you live. <laughs> I know where you live. I live next to you. I live next to you, motherfucker. For those who are wondering, we live in a studio apartment together. <laughs> we share a twin. <laughs> Half the kitchenette is mine. Yeah, yeah. We put pillows in the middle of the bed so our butts don't touch. <laughs> Sometimes I move them. What can I say? I prefer Little Spoon. Uh, <laughs> also, uh, so Strauss was a uh, meticulous dresser and also known as a womanizer. And Ryan, Strauss was known as the the Bo Brummel of the day. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I googled his name. Bo Brummel. Brummel was apparently an important figure in Regency England. Uh, and the arbiter of men's fashion. He was born in 19, 1778 and died in 1840. Was he like the guy who's like, all right, fo- all right, gents. We're going to stop wearing heels. Yeah. So he, he <laughs> Enough is like... with the powdered wigs. No more of those big collars. <laughs> yep. We can do away with the tights. Pants exist. But apparently this guy, like, you know, you can thank your $90 Supreme long sleeve t-shirt on Bo. Bo Because Brummel. he did it for you, Ryan. Interesting. But yeah, that's all I have. I'm surprised they don't have a Bo Brummel line of t-shirts. They probably do. I'm sure they do. <laughs> if you like, just, I'm sure they do. But either way, that's my story of uh, Murder, Inc. and uh, Harry Pittsburgh Phil Strauss. Hey, well, we hope you enjoyed. We did a lot of rambling on this episode. Dude, when don't we ramble? I don't know. Anyways, go ahead, check us out on... Patreon, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube...